Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 669 for the week of. I almost said my name instead of the week. March 25th, 2023. I'm Chris Privet here, bringing you the week's RPG news and such. We're snowed in over here. Um, What episode did you say it was, Chris? 669. Nice. Oh, goodness, Kelly. (laughs) Joining me, Kelly Ryan. Um, st- still cleaning all the things. Frustrated at the bookstore. Life is okay. The heck did the? No, I don't want to know. Also joining me, um, uh, Alex Fuller. Yeah, you concise cast. Concise cast. Ah, <laughs> uh, Kelly. Wait, wait. What's going on with the bookstore? Oh, not not that big of a deal. It's just you. you Okay, so I've been on a really big hor- horror novel kick lately. <laughs> I misheard it earlier. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah it sounds like I said something worse. Um, horror, you know, spooky books. Mm-hmm. And you go to the used bookstore and it's like, do, do you like Stephen King or do you like V.C. Andrews? Because that's the only horror novels we have. Okay. Like I, okay. They don't even have like He's- Dean Koontz? I did see some Dean Koontz, but I haven't gotten into him yet. I've I've been really interested in Clive Barker's stuff lately. Okay. Um, he's the one who wrote Hellraiser and Candyman, and um, Hellraiser sounds too scary to watch. I've been scared to watch it. Should I be scared to watch it? Uh, it's more gory than scary. Got it. They, they've they've got some neat practical effects in that, but that is de- don't do not watch it. Vaughn says around. you're going to half price books, Kelly. It's not like the Library of Congress. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I've I've I don't really care for VC answers. Here's a question. Lo- is yes? the does the Library of Congress have the Necronomicon? Um you know, that's a good question. I don't know. The only thing I know about the Library of Congress is that Vaughn wants to steal their copy of Magic the Gathering Arena <laughs> for some reason that is unknown to me, other than he wants that particular copy. Why do they have a cut? Co- nope. I don't need to know. Vaughn <laughs> <laughs> says it's his holy grail. Yes. <laughs> Why? All right. Because this is Vaughn. He he has weird holy grails like Magic that. The Gathering. Yeah, it's his favorite book. Yeah, that's the one with Garth. That, I read that, that book. He, I read that trilogy. That was, yeah, that's how he was explaining like how planeswalkers actually functioned to me. Yeah, but then it went crazy. And then um I don't know, they kept writing books and I wasn't able to keep up with them, and I don't know if they're still good or not. I started watching it like there was an there was the Urza and Mithra trilogy. I could never get through the first book of that. And then I don't know. Oh, oh. then they retcon that into sparking. OK. Oh, right. I bet they had power creep, didn't they, Vaughn? And they needed yeah. to make somebody more powerful. Yeah. So basically it went anime. Yeah, I, I have not kept track of the Magic the Gathering series in years. All I know is that recently people were upset that a Johnny the Lion guy went dark. Oh, no. Which means that they're gearing up to kill him, I guess. Mm. Um, MTG lore is very confusing. I just like looking at the pretty art. I just want to know how Godzilla showed up. 
Godzilla. Yeah, wasn't he in the kaiju packs? Yeah, he was in the kaiju packs. So um, God, that then, means he's part of the, the universe. Godzilla well, showed up, Transformers showed up, everyone's there. Um, they've got a Lord of the Rings set that's coming up. No! No, don't yep. do this to me, Kelly. Oh, no. Yeah, I uh, pre-ordered a double pack that comes with uh, like t- like two Lord of the Rings thing decks. Dang it. Sorry, Anna, we have no more money. <laughs> I-, I love that joke. Get your kids into MTG. They'll never afford drugs. <laughs> the Lord of the Magic the Gathering's bringing out a Lord of the Rings set. <laughs> yep, I gotta get the one ring ca- card. Is there is actually a single card in one of the sets that is the one ring? It is the one of one ring. So they only made one of this. Or they're only making one of this card. Are are we actually? It's getting- like a real NFT. <laughs> Are we actually getting a a card that could potentially be worth more than a Black Lotus? Actually, can I right-click save this? Let's see. Okay. Well, I, I posted it in the Skype chat, but I forgot you don't have good access to that. I've got okay. it on the stream. Oh, you do? The the one ring card? Oh, no, no. I was just, I was posting you the set that I pre-ordered because I didn't oh. know if you would want it. I, I right-click saved it, Anna. I've got the one ring. <laughs> uh, digitally. Oh, next to my Kali Linux desktop background. There you go. <laughs> Why is Kali Linux a pony um, of a dragon? I don't know. <laughs> just just because. It's because it's cute. Look, it's actually got like Middle Earth script on these cards. Gandalf the Grey, legendary creature, avatar wizard. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, choose one that hasn't been chosen. You may tap or untap target permanent. Gandalf the Grey deals three damage to each opponent. Copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. Put You may choose new targets for the copy. Um, and then, or put tar- Gandalf on top of its owner's library. Every time. He's only 3-4, though. It's very. You would think Gandalf would be more. Well, I mean, I, I given what that card does, it needs some power control. It does need some downside. <laughs> it can't be too it, strong. I mean, can't you evolve uh, Gandalf the Grey into Gandalf the you White? You better be able to. Pokemon? I hope so. You like Pokemon? <laughs> yeah. How do how do those work in Pokemon again? Is it just um, draw yeah, the card just, and put it on yeah, top of him? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad, Kelly. That's just... Anna, what about this little set for $17? (laughs) She says it's the gateway drug. Okay, so here we go. Aragorn and Arwen. Yep. They have Uh, vigilance. Whenever Aragorn and Arwen... Battlefield or attacks, plus one, plus one, blah, 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 blah. Each other creature you control, blah, 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 blah. Plus one life for each other creature you, blah, blah, blah. The uh, text is cut off, so I can't read it all. um, I don't like Frodo. Frodo's art is not good. Whoever's artist did the Aragorn and Arwen card clearly modeled Aragorn off of uh, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. <laughs> yeah, it looks just like him. And, and I'm okay with that. I love Idris. He's one of I mean, I get actors. that they didn't want to license the movie likenesses because that yeah. would cost more. But it is a little sad because some of the... I mean, they had such good artists for the Tolkien... You, people who've been doing Tolkien art for an eternity did art for the movie so some of the imagery 
of that movie is just like really awesome and iconic. So I do miss some of it. And I haven't watched the Amazon series, so I don't know how much of this yeah, is based no off idea. of that either. Oh, you know what? I didn't even think about that. Well, I don't think Aragorn and stuff are show up in that series, right? It's it's a prequel. I, I, I do not know what the Amazon series is about. I know I, nothing about the Amazon series, except people hated it because it was cool to hate it. Yeah, yeah. I just di- didn't really watch it, but watch it because I went through Lord of the Rings Mania in the 2000s. <laughs> this, this art image, this key art image with Bilbo... Um, and uh, Gollum and Frodo is just so weird. <laughs> um, can you guys tell it's a slow news week? It is a little I, bit. I Kelly, if you want um, boosters, though, $186 for draft boosters. $208 yeah. for set boosters. Okay, sorry. I need, I need somebody. Hold on. I'm confused. Somebody catch me up. I'm seeing here draft boosters, set boosters, and jumpstart boosters. What did I miss? Um, <laughs> so draft is a very popular format right now. It's where you you used to all the, just do all those with boosters. So what's the difference between these? Um, now I'm going to mess this up. I'm just t- talking off the top of my head here, but I'm pretty sure draft boosters have more cards and them and you basically just take one pass around and that's how you do your draft deck um, they have more cards but fan- they cost less i'm so I confused I, I don't know so, someone correct me in the comments oh okay later. all right so draft boosters have 36 cards it looks like i don't know if that means they have more land or less land someone will have to fill that in it says set boosters on it says guaranteed foil and art card okay yeah that's just your normal boosters and they only have 30 cards oh here we go Vaughn says set boosters are like draft boosters, but for folks who just want to crack packs. Unlike draft boosters, however, you can't really use them for limited play. The commons and uncommons are generally related in some way, which creates poor draft signals and unbalanced sealed deck pools. Okay, so if you're not doing sealed play and you just want to like get cards and them to be useful and hopefully be related, the set boosters sound like the way I would have gone when I was young and playing this game. And the jumpstart boosters look like something else. It says shuffle two and play. Like what? <laughs> That's yeah, cool. Those, those kind of come with different card themes, and because um, they have that in arena too, where it was like cats and dogs, or go- goblins and I don't know lion or not lion people, goblins and dragons, or something like that. Um, I, I miss just having like regular pre-built decks and they haven't done that in a while kelly it gets worse kelly it it gets worse check this out search for the one ring where can i find it okay so there are four versions of the one ring you have the main set version like the playable one the one you would actually use you have the bundled alternative art promo version same mechanics just looks cooler Then you have the extended art version, which is more like the first main set version, but the art bleeds around into the edge of the card. Uh, It just looks better. Um, Mm -hmm. The alt art is probably better, but like the extended art's also cool. And then you have the one of one. We only made one of them ever cards. All right. So the playable one can be found in normal boosters and in the bundle and in the gift bundle. 
and then the collector boosters of English or other languages. Okay? All right, cool. Put mm-hmm. that aside. The alternative art can't be found in the normal version boosters. It can be found in the bundle. You're guaranteed one in every box and in the gift bundle. And it could also be in the collector boosters. All right. The extended art version can't be found in the normal draft and set boosters. Can't be found in the bundle. You're not guaranteed one. It is in some of the packs in the gift bundle or the collector boosters. The one of one ring can only be found in the English language collector boosters. Period. So you have to buy the fancy ass boosters, which we didn't even yeah. see on the other page. There's only one and it's only in the English. So bias. What the hell? And that's it. Sorry, Kelly, you faded away. Say that again. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, chat, but the collector's boosters that Vonda weren't those the ones that were like twenty five dollars a pack for the D and D set? Because of how stupid expensive. The only thing Von said oh yeah, it says yep. Yeah. Here's what else is in the collector boosters. The elven rings, the dwarven rings, and the human rings. Like the nine (laughs) rings, the seven rings, and the three rings. Now there is 3,000 Elven Rings, 7,000 Dwarven Wings, and 9,000 Human Rings. Cute. And um, then there's 300, 700, 900, respectively, of those same rings, or but they are rainbow foil serialized. What does serialized mean? Does that just mean they have uh, a number? I think so. Okay. I mean, people have been complaining about uh wizards getting a little bit too uh greedy with they are thirsty with this set (laughs) yeah (laughs) i can't do this i don't even see these collector's packs anywhere oh wait here they are collector booster box 440 dollars for 12 packs no they wanted 25 bucks a pack for the collector's boosters. Is that like a spiked? Is that, I don't know. Uh, is that retail price it or had, is that a, is this a inflated price because we took too it, long? It was, a re- it was a retail price, but it like guaranteed rares and foils. No, I mean this one I'm looking at now, 440. Is that retail oh. or is that um inflation scalp price? That I am not sure. It says Amazon. So, all right. Wouldn't surprise me if it was inflated scalp price. Um, if if anything, I'm gonna at least get the collector the um, gift set because that that comes with a one ring and the uh, well the gift dice. bundle is not available on Amazon right now. The bundle bundle is available, and the bundle bundle gives you the the one ring alternative art card guaranteed, but I don't think it has the dice that you want. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the gift, the gift bundle with, yeah. with the dice, which I learned recently. Did you that did you pre-order that though? I'm telling you, it's not, not available not here. Yet. Not yet. It um, has Gandalf on an eagle, which does not happen in the books. If anything, I'll probably just see if Target or Walmart has it and pick it up, um, pick it up for myself. But if I don't see it anywhere, I'm not going to lose any sleep. Um, that being said, I learned about uh, spiral dice recently, or that those are the dice that come in those sets. Um, so your normal uh, D20, um, the D20 and the one are on opposite sides of each other. And that's how all of it, each spin side. Spin down, um, Von says, not spiral. Yeah, spin, spin down, sorry. It's okay. So on, a, on a normal D20, um, each opposite side always adds up to 21, and that's how it's randomized, right? A, a spin down dice is for a life counter so that all of the numbers kind of go around in a spiral. Oh, to make it easier um, to flip to the next number. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 
really is neat. And I've got, I've got a bunch of those from those sets. Is there a, a, um, here's a good question. It's just that the numbers are next to it. Oh yeah. Is it just as random as any other die? I guess they'd all be equally random, right? I imagine so. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, Kelly, Kelly, we had a, we had a listener tell us, Hey, when I told you to t- stop talking about cats so much, I was actually a little inebriated and I feel bad. Oh. And um, I want to tell you one, don't feel bad. I understand kind of where you were coming from. We were talking about cats too much, even if you thought you were being unreasonable. We were talking about cats too much. But also, um, it's, it was, I was just having fun with. Yeah, we were kind be, of joking being told about. to be on topic because we, yeah. as you've noticed, we can go off topic and talk about Magic the Gathering cards for way too long. So, um, with that, I mean, I figured, what's your cat doing? What's your cat doing? What's your cat doing? <laughs> I figured that was more RP gamer related than uh, me power washing all week. You were power washing your cat? No. Oh, um, power. No, no. But it's funny that you mentioned that because I realized that that game has power wash simulator has a little bit of a passive story going on. Oh. Because, um, so, you know, people text you various jobs, and it's just uh, random NPCs that text you these various jobs. And one of them is the mayor. And the throughout the course of the game, the mayor's cat has been missing. Um, and the, the mayor has apparently been in some shady stuff because one of the jobs you get is uh, cleaning the mayor's house because people will vandalize the crap out of it because they were pissed at the mayor. Um, so, so you're like cleaning graffiti and eggs off of the house. And then you get a message like, hey, c- come to my mansion and be discreet. And you're cleaning off the mayor's boat because he's basically skipping town. And he says, if anybody asks, I left my car left by car and then you get the next very next job you get is cleaning a monster truck that um is in the shape of the mayor's cat that people pour that uh angry miners poured concrete on because the mayor didn't pay them <laughs> so it's and, just like a pc simulator where they have these through lines yeah and it's just dumb little stories yep. but they've been so freaking funny and you know throughout the course of the game you're just kind of you're cleaning and you notice that paw prints show up uh on various things you're cleaning and they weren't there before as if the cat is was behind you nice um there there's also a side story in there about an alien invasion and gnomes. oh my gosh yeah um just just funny little stuff like that that I mean, you don't have to read if you don't want to, but it just makes the game a lot more entertaining. Um, but there's also a little side story in there about a guy trying to uh, start a or revive an amusement park, and he's hiring you to clean up all the rides. And I, I'm working on the Ferris wheel right now, um, which which is going to be tough because you know I've got. It's very tall, and luckily you get scaffolding to do some of those huge buildings and stuff, but it's going to be a challenge. (laughs) I've had a very stressful week at work all week, and it's just been nice just to sit and power wash stuff and watch a a Last of Us Let's Play and veg out. And and I played more Valkyrie Profile, too, and I'm almost finished with that game, and I keep meaning to boot it up to beat it, but... (laughs) 
then I've got to clean one more, one more vehicle. One just more one more. Yeah, just one more. Um, and so, I, I was watch, I was watching the Last of Us uh, game because I just got done watching the HBO series, and I was curious how much of it was alike. And I mean, a, a lot of the dialogue is verbatim from the game. Oh, nice. Though um, they changed up a lot of the. Uh, you know, like in in the game, you're walking around with other NPCs, yeah, um, for a long time, and they it shortened a lot of that stuff up. So makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and, and and the internet is right. Episode three is the best episode. And so yeah, and then it you know crosses over into Mandalorian. I I wish. <laughs> I I would like to think that there's this alternate uh, timeline where. Uh, after the second game, Joel goes into another universe where he becomes a Mandalorian. Um, yeah, I don't think that's going to work out, Kelly. Yeah, no. Did you finish your watch through of the first game? Yeah, I finished the okay. watch through, and I started the second watch through of the second game. And even though I knew about the big spoiler, it's like, yeah, that's going to be fun for them to adapt and um. Poor, poor people are going to have a red wedding flashback mm-hmm. when they adapt that second game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just saying. All right. <laughs> well, um, let's see. What are we doing? Oh, right. I uh, let me quickly go over what I've been playing. One. Um. Apparently the sp- okay. No, never mind. I won't talk about that. Uh. So number one, I've been playing more. Diablo type games this week. I don't know why. So I've been playing Path of Exile, Diablo 3, and Diablo 4. Um, so I do know why. Because Diablo 4 beta was last weekend. I played it a bunch after the podcast. Um, I got my sorcerer, sorceress up to 25. Finished the demo. Or at least like as much of the story as you could do in it. And then, you know, that was the end of the weekend. And it was sad. So I played Path of Exile because I wanted to play more diablo type stuff and i decided to do a skeleton build so i'm doing a necromancy build in path of exile that's been fun uh, i'm doing it on the standard league because the current league's like just about to end and so it's been fun to like raid my stash for overpowered items and, and like start going from scratch on a on a fresh build and be like hey i'm gonna own all these early act bosses ha 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 so that's been fun and then i i have to go to bed and it's like oh I don't want to be away from my Path of Exile. So I started playing Diablo 3 on my Switch in bed. So I'm playing Necromancer on there. And then Diablo 4... What is happening? My display just reset. Or went to sleep. Or both. Why would you go to sleep while I'm streaming, game? Uh, Because it hates you? I think you are correct. Okay, well, anyway. um, I... uh, What was I doing? The Path of Exile and Diablo 3. So, yeah. I, oh, right. And now Diablo 4 is back up as of yesterday. And I've been playing the Necromancer in Diablo 4. I tried to play Druid, but it was really boring. So I immediately went over to Necromancer. And that's been fun. I got my skeleton army. So I've got all three Necromancer builds in my head from like the three different games. Um, <laughs> Minion-focused Necromancer builds. And and it's it's just interesting to see how similar and where their differences are. And yeah. Um, I gotta say, I've 
say, why don't you bid up Diablo 2 and do a Necromancer there and go full full circle? I, I never did Necromancer in Diablo 2, so maybe I should. Um, I did try playing Diablo 2 some last week, um, or was it earlier this week? It was earlier this week, and I said, this is so slow, I can't. <laughs> yep. Just can't. <laughs> I can't do this again. Like, I thought... This game would be forever a perennial favorite of mine, and I've tried to go back to it in the past, and it's been okay because of the nostalgia hits of all the sound effects and stuff, but like, really, it's like, I've waded through all these things before, I've dealt with them, I don't want to again, I want a fresh experience, yeah. um, and even the Path of Exile, which I've played before, feels fresher than Diablo 2. <laughs> I mean, after Diablo 3, I even had trouble going back to Torchlight, and I thought Torchlight was one of the best Diablo-esque that ever came out. Mm. But 3, about 3, it was just so fast-paced and exciting that now a lot of the, the what do you call it, dungeon crawlers, um, just don't feel as fun. Uh, I would say between 3, PoE, and 4 right now, 3 is my least favorite mm. um, to go back to at the moment. Um. It just seems to be taking more to get into, and it's just less interesting. Uh, Path of Exile is always a little bit more engaging because it's insane amount of customization, right? Mm -hmm. So there's more to think about and try. Uh, But here, uh, Diablo 3, less so, and it takes a while to level solo. And and then Diablo 4 is just brand new, so of course it's interesting in that regard. So, yeah, I don't know, whatever. So how does Diablo 4 play? Well, usually you go in and uh if you're on if you're on the stream, you can see it here. Uh you you look at the screen for um anywhere from 6 to 40 minutes and then you get kicked out with a network error. Okay. So, it's queued for login. And then you get error 316719 or whatever. And um if you yeah, it's error 37 all over again. <sighs> yeah, because I—I'll be honest—I haven't really been all that excited about four. Yeah, four um, looks like it's a good game. Um, it it plays pretty well. It seems decent. The story could be good, could be garbage. I'm not sure yet. It's too early to tell where they go with it. Um, none of the NPCs from the other games seem to show up in this yet, which is a little weird. And um, but you know, whatever. Diablo for story, lol. Um, didn't half of them die in the last game? I don't know. Um, Diablo one did a really good job of storytelling, but also it put a lot of the storytelling and discovery on you. So mm-hmm. that's probably why it seems so good because like you had to basically read a, a novella in the manual and then find scraps of lore in the game and fill it all in. And of course you are the best director of the best movie of the one in your head. Um, but, uh, for, seems pretty good and since we we don't care about story anymore in these games we care about combat the combat feels balanced well designed um i'm not rolling over enemies yet um you could turn the difficulty down and then it, it, it yeah the there's two difficulty levels and ba- i would recommend the second one if you want a more challenging experience or even a more um old school diablo experience where like you have to actually care and about your clicks and stuff because the first level is a little easy um but for uh the second le- the second weekend where i'm trying to blast through the game and level up a character fast that first level is real nice 
for uh, just grinding through uh, the story acts and stuff and getting into the point where I can run dungeons and look, worry about loot drops. So yeah, um, it feels good. So, um, and, uh, Moan Cappy, like I said, it has a story. I just don't know if it's going to be good or not. So, um, but well, whatever you don't have to like it. So yeah, Alex, what have you been playing? Uh, most of my time has been playing the outer worlds, which is basically the new spaces choice edition release. Mm-hmm. Is that the one with all the DLC and stuff? Yeah, well, I say all of the DLC. There's two pieces of DLC, but they're oh. Oh, they're fairly okay. substantial expansions, from what I can tell. Because I've just started the uh, Perilon Gorgon DLC, and I think I've basically come into that about probably just over halfway through the main game. I think that's basically when it when it unlocks or the main yeah the main campaign, and it's it's been fun, although it's not. There's bits were sort of gone yeah okay i'm kind of all a lot of the areas basically just feel feel very much the same there's definitely an issue where it's just limited and oh yeah space space's choice is the uh one of the com- just one of the in-game companies we'll see what Bing says about that but yeah i mean it's just there's a strong game behind it it's just a lot of the setting detail gets old quite quickly especially the corporate dystopia where it's just basically yeah okay i get the joke is that isn't a fun place to be in the form of that is i'm now stuck in a place where it's not really fun to be in so it, it, it varies on how effective that that is there's times when it actually works really well especially when you're sort of deeply interacting with it and sort of able to play off against but there's the times it's just this is a depressing world that's what was complained about a lot when we talked about talked about it on Backtrack last year. Yeah, it's like I mean, a very bleak world. Yeah, I mean, it, it's difficult with sci-fi stuff like this to actually make it the world's that interesting because some of it's sort of just built on one particular theme, and that's sort of the case here. Where it's it's mm-hmm. built on one theme and then it just uses that uses that theme to death. Yes, but I mean the the companions are really fun. I really like them, and uh, all all their writing's great, especially when they're sort of commenting on the on what's going on. So yeah, there's bits that are really good, and again, same things with bits that are just yeah. I mean, the the shooting combat is fine. It just feels like a shooter, which also makes it again fun, but not especially especially noteworthy as it as it goes. Yeah, I mean that's basically that's basically all I've been playing. There's not really too much to sure. Yeah, that's go fine. on on top of that. It's a well, is that it? Should we go into um? I mean, yeah, it's it's space fallout. Is one space fallout? Should we uh, uh should be going into uh, the news or feedback? Josh called it Doctor Thunder Fallout. That's right. So I, d- I don't I know do, if they I don't know Dr. what Doctor Thunder is. Oh, it's, it's a generic dog- Mountain Dew. Uh, Doctor Pepper. Oh. Either way, yeah, we don't we don't have much Mountain Dew either. Yeah, I I I didn't know if they had Dr Pepper in the UK, so I realized. Oh, that... Dr Pepper, we do. We've got Dr Pepper. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, it was our dumb little joke about it being a, a Fallout knockoff, but still, still okay, still tasty, just not as good as regular Fallout, supposedly. I, I don't know. I'm I'm not never really been into Fallout. I tried to play the original games on the PC and just had no clue what I was doing. 
it's yeah, it's interesting. There's some bits that I like more than for, more than Fallout, which part of me might just be because it, it's the latest game and therefore it's just got a bit more polish on certain certain areas. It's just the Fallout setting is a lot more interesting and well established. And yeah. this, this one doesn't have as much behind it. But but we'll see. I mean, there's enough that they're making in the Outer Worlds too, so maybe they'll be able to build on it for that one. So what did we ask about last week? Um, what's your favourite Fire Emblem? Yeah, I have the sheet right here. I'll just look. That appears to be what all the answers are. I'm trying to remember. Sorry. <laughs> we never it's been it. so long. All the comments <laughs> seem to be answering their favourite Fire Down here it was. Yeah, what's, your favorite, what's your favourite Fire Emblem? Was it? So, yeah. All right. From Shaman. Um, although I got Sacred Stones and Shadow Dragon a few weeks apart, my first Fire Emblem that I managed to complete was Awakening, and that's what got me into the series. My rankings go Awakening, Three Houses, Engage, Echoes, Heroes, Fates, Getting Hit by a Truck, then Shadow Dragon. <laughs> when was the Getting Hit by a Truck? He doesn't like Shadow Dragon. That's what that means. I've heard a lot of people say they don't like Shadow Dragon. <laughs> um, the, the the graphics in that one are pretty jank. Um, from Featherhoof, uh, question of the week, Fire Emblem, the Sacred Stone, still has a special place in my heart as it was the first one I played thanks to the 3DS Ambassador program. The one that the one to get me hooked on the series going forward from there. But if I had to pick an absolute favorite, my vote goes to Awakening. Everyone's little hoof-like feet didn't detract from what an awesome and fun game that was. <laughs> Yay for my giant rabbit transforming waifu and our two time-traveling future giant rabbit transforming children. <laughs> I didn't mess with the kid system much in that game, and maybe I need to go back to it and play with that some more i don't know am i missing out on anything uh mostly only if you like playing matchmaker <laughs> um from strawberry awakening, awakening's got the best wait version so of it anyway. in awakening if you choose to marry oh wait no you're robin aren't you yeah yeah you're not cro- okay i was gonna say wouldn't that change never mind all right because i i was you get, yeah you get to pair from up with i think there's three options because I was female Robin and I paired up with Crom because I figured that was the OTP. Hey, four options. It's like, by the way, <laughs> you're my daddy. Wait, you're my you're my mommy. Sorry, I couldn't tell you before now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. This might be. This is from Strawberry Eggs, aka Cassandra. Um, this might be cheating, but I can't decide which of the three Fire Emblems is my favorite: Path of Radiance, Epi Echoes, Shadows of Valentia, and Three Houses. Path of Radiance was my first, and I really love its maps and different differing wind conditions. The stories and characters are great too. Shadows of Valentia and Three Houses also have great stories and characters. Both have excellent. Vo- acting. I find that Shadows of Valentia has the overall better soundtrack. Both games have fantastic yep. music. I agree with that. I, I may need to play all three back-to-back and actually settle on one. That was pretty much all the feedback. Yep. Uh, Alex, do you have a favorite Fire Emblem? Um, I can remember three houses out of the ones I can remember. If I play Path of Agents again, I might say that, but 
I've, it's been way too long since I played it to actually remember, but I remember really enjoying it. So it is the correct answer <laughs> because it's the I only mean, one I reviewed. <laughs> I, I've loved Fire a lot of modern Fire Emblem, but I don't feel like none of them had the magic like that captured me quite like Awakening did. So really, the answer is your first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, technically, my first one is the Game Boy one, but I I got all the way to the end and got stuck. So yeah, um, we'll have to think of a new question. <laughs> I almost want to ask, what's your favorite Magic: The Gathering format? No, Draft Commander, what have you? But I don't know if that'd be a good RPG cast question of the week. <laughs> Yeah, we'll let's not. Of, we'll have to think of something. Mm -hmm. um, as for news, live by the live by the sword tactics adds a board builder. Okay. Um, when I read this, I was like, "What a surfboard builder!" Oh no, they mean level. Um, oh. I was I was half asleep when I read that. Um, so Labrador Studios released a new update for Live by the Sword Tactics. It adds a board builder mode, based basically a level creator. Um, you make your own battlefield, um, take on the AI or a friend. You can upload them and give the creator code and share other boards with people who want to try it out. Um, is this board builder update for all of the systems? Or... Uh, yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it does make me wonder what kind of restrictions are in there to make sure people don't put inappropriate things in the board. Ah, uh, what is the time to penis? <laughs> well, I'll never forget when they censored or when they had to do it in Disgaea 4 where you couldn't place blocks next to each other so that, you know, people couldn't do inappropriate things. Mm -hmm. Um. Chris, you liked Atelier Ryza, didn't you? I did, yes. Well, now they've got an animated adaptation announced for well, the first game. Feels like basically what that game was, so that makes sense. So, so you're saying I should just Last of Us this and watch the anime? Yes. Um, no, the reason I played Atelier Ryza and liked it was all the alchemy and unlocking things and grinding up recipes. So that's uh, the experience I went there for, and I got it. Um I couldn't get into it in the second one as much, but I haven't tried again lately, so I should give that a go before I say it's not. Stop showing her boobs. Oh my gosh. That it, This anime intro has gratuitous boob shots times like two or three, crotch shot, and then a butt shot. Like, are you for real? It is anime. Not every anime is like this, but like, for goodness sake, she's a kid, everybody. Let it be. Gosh. I guess she's not a... She's barely of age. Ugh, still oh. feels wrong. Oh, hey, you're in the game. Yeah, yeah, I got in the game. Yep. Looks neat. <laughs> it looks like a Diablo game, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, okay, so, sorry to distract. Your talent tree, have they made it? Is it like three, or did they go back to the two system where you can... It's... Have it's... It's like three, but expressed as a talent tree. Oh, okay. Can you still change? Yeah, you can change as much as you want. Cool. Like, um, okay. as you get higher, they charge you gold for respecking, but like, it's a piddly amount of cost at this level. So, 
that's how they want to control you changing too much. But as we all know, you'll have so much gold in this game. So I don't know if it matters. Um, you can't get all the way down the, tr- well, you can barely get all the way down the tree in the beta, but we haven't really experienced most of the things yet because it's not all in and we can't get to the Paragon tab, which unlocks at level 50 because you can't get to level 50 in the beta. So there, there's more to learn here. Um, no one's really said it's awful, but I feel like this skill tree isn't really a skill tree and whatever it it is what it is, I guess, which is not the best, but not the worst. And, and I take 50 as the level cap. Uh, it would appear to be. We don't know because we can't get to it. Okay. I would assume so, but who knows? They might change it. Um. Anyway, <laughs> um, Atelier Rise is supposed to air on J- in Japan in summer 2023, so this year. And the game's main we'll, voice cast is reprising, is reprising the roles. The roles? Awesome. Yeah. Was was it in English or was it in Japanese and on the game? You could choose. Oh, you could choose. Okay. I didn't know if they bothered to localize it or not. Or Yeah, I think they, they, they localize all the Ateliers now. Oh, okay. I think. Cool. Unless I'm mistaking something. I'm not uh, an expert bro- on Atelier. I've just played like that one, really. I, I've only played the R1 trilogy. I keep trying to get into the Dust trilogy, but I get distracted. Um. Anyway, Bro- Broken Lines, The Dead and the Drunk arrives on console. This is a new DLC that's a fr- well a free expansion that can be accessed on the PS5 and Xbox Series X. Um Basically, a new campaign where the squad crash lands on an unknown country and must face off against uh, enemies and hordes of undead, and you've got plenty of booze. So I don't, I don't remember broken lines. Yeah, me Have we either. covered this? Yeah. Uh, we've uh, talked about it on previous weeks here, I think. Yeah. But. Just to okay. say, I'm pretty sure the Vice games are Japanese only dubbing. Am I wrong? That's, I think so. Oh, no. I think I'm the sorry, most recent ones have been JP only. Vaughn, I said plenty of booze, as in drinks. Um, we've got uh, another Fire Emblem Xenolog coming out on April 4th. Oh, they stopped English dubbing the Atelier games. Wow. Okay. That's what's going See? on. So they used to, but then they stopped, and Ryza did not have a dub. So I, if you can't tell, I played it in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> um so, so this new uh expansion pass content is the fourth wave and it's going to add the new fell xenolog story um it takes place in an alternate version of the world of what let's what are we talking uh, about fi- fire will engage oh okay so the new oh no dlc on april 4th oh my gosh that didn't take long um, you're going to have new characters named Nell and Nil, and um, okay, other, see, the, those are new characters, and you've got oh, the four wings, Alessia, Gregory, Madeline, and Mavier. Um, so I guess they're joining your party. They are the counterparts of the enemies because you know it's only Mavier actually has the same name. The rest of oh, rest okay. Of um. I, I thought they seemed a little bit friendly in the trailer. Um, so yeah, this comes out on April fourth, and it's part of the game's expansion pass. So you can check that out if you if you're still playing Fire Emblem. 
I, I should finish that. I haven't finished it. <laughs> the story really didn't hold me. I, I kept it through to the end. It wasn't bad. Um, are you excited about new wizardry DLC? Am I? Um, no. <laughs> so this this DLC for wizardry wizardry um, on Steam is the five ordeals, and that's the game. Yeah, that's the game. Yes. So, no, the game is wizardry. The five ordeals. The DLC is prisoners of the battles. Oh right. Right, sorry, I misread that. Is this a new wizardry? This is a remake of the 2006 Wizardry Guide. Oh. Oh, it says it right there. It's a re-release. And it came out yeah. early access in December 2021. English support added in August 2022. Is it still in early access by any chance? Yes. Hopefully. Oh, my gosh. And they're adding DLC. Oh, it's a little bit like Metal Dogs, and I think that the early access is largely for... English stuff or translations rather than gameplay reasons, or they're just basically just it's basically a complete game, but they're sort of just using early access just to add features and etc. Well, very positive reactions here. Yeah, that's it's worth saying that the game itself is a re release and the DLC is also basically a re release because it's based on the I think 2005 game mm. that was originally released on PS2 and PC. Well, if it's good, then it sounds great. I mean, it's your basically your hard hardest knuckles uh, dungeon crawler. Cool, let's do it. Um, no, 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 no. The real big news of this week we we got a new Neptunia game announced. No. Yep. A new Neptunia. Game Maker R Evolution announced. So uh, Rev Revolution. I see what they did there. Um, oh. So you're playing an older version of Neptune and you're in a world uh, where there's competing game studios and you're um, joining up with a trio of developer goddesses whose endeavor went under after losing their market share. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> the three goddesses are Pipi, Jarga, and Lydio. I have no idea who these are supposed to be based off of. Because, you know, the, the joke with the Neptunia series is that the goddesses are based off of real things. Right. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all the information. That's it, had. right? Okay, cool. I d I don't even think the trailer had any gameplay in it, did it? Yeah, the screenshots show some gameplay. Yeah, but it looks like some simulation elements. Oh, and then yeah, combat. You, yeah, yeah, it has some sort of game management studio elements where you, I think, you create discs and then those discs upgrade the uh, character stats. Cool. You can all, yeah, you can also drive a motorbike around the areas. Well, okay then. Well, anytime you add game dev story into a game, I think that's good. So yeah, I like those sort of sim things. That game dev stuff kind of looks like a tiny tower. Yeah, there's an old uh, reference for you. Yep. No, I remember tiny tower. I believe you can still get it, or one of them. Um, it looks like one of the characters has an atari logo for a tail oh there you go i'm just looking at the various character oh and this other character almost kind of looks like a 3do themed i think that's a 3do logo i could be mistaken anyway so 
I'm reading too much into this. It, a little bit, Jodeo. Kelly, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's one of the few things I like about the Neptunia series is what it, what it parodies. Yeah. Um, I just wish the gameplay was a little bit more interesting. So, yeah. Chris, can you read this next story for a second? Yeah, I sure can. Wrestle Story has been announced. Developer TikTok Games announced Wrestle Story. It's a wrestling themed adventure RPG. Don't confuse it with Wrestle Quest, which is another <laughs> wrestling themed RPG game that came out already. <laughs> no, that's not out yet either. Wait, oh, the release dates are wrong? Okay. Uh, it should have come out. <laughs> possibly. Set for May now. It got delayed. Okay. Yeah. All right. So ignore WrestleQuest. That's the one that had Randy Savage. This one, Wrestle Story, <laughs> is set in a wrestling obsessed world as a conspiracy threatens the integrity of the sport. Oh dear. <laughs> the customizable player characters travels with their tag team with six recruitable allies across five territories. It features turn-based matches with action-based attacks, exploitable weaknesses, and powerful finishing moves. So is this Paper Mario with wrestling? That's what it sounded. Sorry, that's what it sounded like to me. Nice. All right, so no branded wrestlers in this one, but still turn-based combat with like Paper Mario mechanics. That sounds great. So I'm down for a wrestle game. Um, it's just in development. We don't know when it'll come out. And like I said, TikTok Games is who's making this, and not to be confused with the TikTok app. No. All right. No. Um, now for some kind of brief new uh, game releases. Mm-hmm. Um, Miasma Chronicles is launching in May. Okay. This is uh, a t- tactical RPG um, set in Kentucky 120, or I'm sorry, 140 years after the collapse of the great stability that came with the appearance of the Miasma. It looks like you get a robot buddy. Yeah, it's the team that did Mutant Year Zero. Oh, oh, okay. I thought it looked familiar. Cool. Um, this is surprising. Nino Kuni Two is coming to, or is on Xbox now. That's on everything else. Why shouldn't it be on Xbox? Yeah, and, and it's part of the Game Pass subscription service. So oh, at Game Pass, um, you've got it. Uh, th- this is a neat little game. I I love Nino Kuni Two. Um, I know a lot. Of I like the town building. <laughs> I don't know about the the end game. <laughs> yeah, your your mileage may vary, but hey, if you're paying for Game Pass, you don't have to pay for it. That's a good point. Um, Voice of the Cards trilogy is released on iOS and Android. Um, wow! So, so this contains all three games. Um, How much do bucks. they want for it? They um, want fifty bucks. The DLC. No, that the bundle is for existing platforms. The iOS and Android games are available separately for 12 bucks each. Oh, okay. And if you want all the DLC on the existing platforms, the bundle is $65. Yeah, the mobile version is cheaper to buy than the bundle. Is it um, good? (laughs) Um, No, I don't think I want to play all three games in a row. Okay. But they're they're decent sort of... um, time killer games mm-hmm. so you can easily you can easily just sit down and just enjoy enjoy play, playing them and they've got some interesting story stuff behind them based on sort of what i've read and my time playing a couple of them i think the second one is the best just because it's got the most interesting story 
Well, if they're not connected, it sounds like you'd save some money by just doing the second one then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't need you don't need to play them. Play I mean, them unless you really like it, playing it, in which case, I yes, guess you want more. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I had I had the first one on my wish list, and I thought that you did have to play them in order. But you're saying that they stand alone enough that I could start with the second one just fine. Yeah. So, what's been really weird and annoying is for some reason the first one never goes on sale. So yeah, I probably just need to skip to the second one. There you go. Or get this trilogy I'll... bundle and say, "Now I got it all." Now I kind of feel guilty about not playing it. Because that's what Indeed. we do as gamers. We feel guilty about our hobbies. Some of the hell it takes eight. Yeah, they're basically a little under 20 hours each. Well, that's not too bad. So. Um, War Tales is fully launching in April. This is a tactical RPG that uh, will exit early access and fully launch on Steam on April 12th. And it's going to be 40 bucks. Um this game takes place in the remnants of the Edorian Empire, which suffers from the effects of a plague and 100 years earlier. Um, you're basically trying to survive the world. It's a TRPG, it looks like. Does it tactics like uh, like Tactics Ogre? Um, Not quite. <laughs> More of like uh, the most recent D&D game or... Oh. Um, somewhat XCOM y but without guns. So not really XCOM. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, there's less to the sort of battlefields than tactics I violent from the looks of it. Ah, uh, gotcha. It, it, yeah, I think it's more smaller sized smaller sized party fights rather than off of tactics ogre stuff. Yeah, I've I've walked in on Anna playing Tactics Ogre. Oh that sounds weird when I say it like that. And it's uh there's so many things on her screen and griffins and socks everywhere. And I don't know what's happening. And yeah, from what I remember from War Tales, it's sort of probably half ex- half exploration, half combat. So have you already more. played it? Um, I've, I've spoken to the devs and I think yeah. I've seen the presentation for it. So cool. yeah, it's, it, it's much more exploration than regular tactical RPGs. Yeah. This seems more. And then finally, go ahead. Finally, Honkai Star Rail is launching in April and heading to PlayStation. I feel like we've talked about this game before. Oh, it's a, a free-to-play game um, via the Epic Store right now for iOS and Android, and it's getting a, comp, a PlayStation console release. Um, yeah, it, it's it's Hover, so it's the... I've forgotten the name of it. <laughs> that, free, that free-to-play action RPG that was really big. Oh, um, like Genshin? Genshin? Yes, that one. Oh, so this is a Genshin clone? Uh, it's not a Genshin clone, but it's by the same company, so it's that sort of character. They want yeah, your get, money. Getting, they want you to yeah, spend a bunch of money on way. anime waifus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this this one's a turn-based RPG, they say. It's cool. Gameplay is uh, different. Different gameplay. Same waifu collecting action. Pretty much. So there you go. You can collect your waifus on April 26th. And that you is can watch a release. very long presentation about it if you want. <laughs> that I'll takes pass. place in a fantasy world, it looks like. So it's very interesting how they did this. They've got money to spend. <laughs> yeah, translation in Chinese, but it's got English subtitles. So. Cool. Check it out. So what's coming out, Chris? Uh, um, uh, uh, 
I may much, I think. have forgotten. Let's start with our sidebar. What's coming up in the next week? Um, Citizen Sleeper is coming out for some more platforms, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Yes. PS4 and PS5, yeah. And that is it on our sidebar. Does anyone else have anything? Let's see. 2023 in video games. March, late March. End of March. End of March, folks. What do we got? Blade Assault is a roguelike? Ravenbound on Windows. It's an action role-playing roguelike. That might count. Ravenbound. Oh, yeah, that counts. Oh, there we go. Ravenbound is coming out this week. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> That's the one where you change into a bird. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're think, a god. Yeah, I think it came up last week. On the, in the I thought news. that was the MMO. Oh, okay. Ravenbound. Oh, is it fun bird combat? Or is it just travel as a bird? I think it's. I think that's mostly travel as a bird. Of course it is. I want to peck out my enemy's eyes. <sighs> all right. Well, we'll see if it's any good. Uh, no user reviews yet. So, all right. And it requires third-party account on Avalanche Apex Connect. Okay. If you're going to be looking for something to do after the Diablo Four beta, maybe look at this. I don't know. Maybe during the Diablo beta while you're waiting, while you're waiting to log in? No, it'll be over by then. March 30th, uh, the beta's over after this weekend. So, Ah, uh, I see. Well, we, we've got new, a new early access title co- coming if you want to try that. Zoria, the Age of Shattering is going to be an early access on April 27th. This is... Uh, Gosh, what kind of game is this? Uh, it has a mixture of exploration with outposts and follower management. Um, you're exploring a world and crafting and surviving. It's a CRPG. Oh, a CRPG. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's see. The early access is going to be available for PC and Linux. We don't have a price listed. But yeah, you can check that game out. Yay. It will be... Oh, they haven't announced a price. That's why there's no price listed. <laughs> I guess it'll be a mystery. Yep. I'm guessing something 99. There you go. Um, we've we've got an interview uh, for Atelier Ryza 3. Um, the interview is with... Uh, each, oh, the head of Gust? Yes. Yeah, conducted by you, Alex. The head of gust. I like that's a title. I am the head of gust. Does that mean you are in control of the elemental winds? No, I just lead this company. Oh, okay. Jun So Hosai. Yeah. Is that how you Jusno? say it? Jun No. Jun No Hosai. No, it's Jun So. I spelled that wrong. Oh, okay. Jun So Hosai. So yeah, you talked about the head of gust about Atelier Rising. Oh. <laughs> I bet that was fun. You're already editing it. <laughs> Oh, there, it's fixed. <laughs> Junzo Hosoi. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah, you can read that full interview on I want to hear more about Abyssinthia. What is this? This Abyssinthia. looks cute. This is a kind of 16-bit RPG. Um, kind of like a class, um, the classic 16-bit era. Let's see. Paul Skrillick reviewed it, and it's for Windows. Um, 
I give it a 3.5 out of 5. Said that it has a gorgeous soundtrack, a beautiful 16-bit aesthetic, and thoughtful old LGBTQ representation and themes. Mm-hmm. Um, the negatives are is the encounter rate can be a chore, and some of the dialogue can break immersion. I, I want more elaboration on that. Is he talking like working designs kind of distraction? Don't know. I know there's I'm, a link for your article that might have the words inside it. Yeah, you could go read it. <laughs> Yeah, it says some of the dialogues a bit stilted with a few too many wisecracks or one-liners appearing across the board between characters. Okay. So similarly, some cultural references or idioms may be appreciated by one player, but break them. Yeah. So that's pop culture stuff. Yeah. Yeah. To my knowledge, it has nothing to do with the drink. Uh, Oh, absinthe. Absinthe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because when I googled this after reading the review, yeah, googling it, you have to google it with with the word game. (laughs) I mean, the 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 game at least came up came up about halfway down the page, but it was still like, oh, I I don't want absinthe. I've heard that stuff makes you crazy or hallucinate. Um, the game looks fun. I wish listed it. So that that's that. Um, we've got a deep look on the souls of Kronos. Um, this was a this is an isometric action RPG, and Ryan McCarthy did the deep look. It has kind of a cute art style. Yeah, sort of, sort of reminds me of Shining Tears on PS2, in a way. But yeah, you can you can look at Ryan's deep look. Yeah, um, yeah. Oval picture was meh. You probably not not that great, and it also had some pretty big technical issues. <laughs> So it sounds like he did the deep look because he couldn't finish the game. Yeah, I think he got a persistent bug in it. Ah, oh, darn that thing! That sucks. That game looked cool or kind of cute. Oh, well, and then we've got we've got a kind of a late St. Patrick's Day feature: the luckiest RPG characters. Um, going going through a bunch of characters and a few <laughs> games talking about how lucky they are. And number one is a cat from Like a Dragon. Yeah, the lucky cat. Okay. It gives you interesting things in exchange for money. This is from the um the samurai one, right? Yeah, that's yeah, what, the new okay. One. All right. Um there was a similar cat in Thirteen Sentinels where uh people said if you fed it it led to coins. And you ha- you have to feed it cat food to get coins for a vending machine is one of the puzzles. Russell, where are these cats that bestow money? Why aren't my cats bestowing me money? Uh, they spent the they spent all their skill points learning how to talk. No, my cat's. I don't brought even it talk. back to your Pokemon reference. Oh, oh. right, right. <laughs> that was before the show, though, wasn't it? <laughs> I I thought you you was gonna say that uh, they spent all their money on breaking stuff or finding implements of destruction <laughs> and and stealing bananas. I mean, probably. Yeah. Why is your cat stealing bananas? All right. Anyway. <laughs> Because he's a thief, he steals anything that he can pick up in his mouth. Because he's a thief. He's just a cat. I can carry this. I'm going to take it. Yep. I witnessed him carry a, or dig a bottle cap out of a cup of bottle caps we have in the kitchen and run off with it. There you go. So, yeah. Luckiest RPG characters. There's quite an interesting. go, Go read that now. And then we have some more backlog in the year, it looks like, from Sam. Yes. What did she play this time around? Um, Fire Emblem Three Hopes, Fire Emblem Engage. That's a lot of Fire Emblem. Um, 
a non-RPG slash narrative game called If Found. It looks kind of like it has a neat uh, art style. And now she's playing Rise Two, uh, Atelier Rise of Two. There you go. So. Oy. Sounds she's good. Playing, she's playing three now. Oh, she's down oh. to three. Okay, cool. Oh, she okay. might be playing three because she's got the review code. <laughs> Maybe. Well, with that, it's time to talk about what we're going to play this week, Kelly. I need to stop watching things and finish uh, Valkyrie Profile so that I can start up Tales to Azure. Cool. I should finish Trails second chapter and Fire Emblem and play through some of this DLC. Instead, I will probably play more Diablo games all week. <laughs> Until I've got that out of my system. But hey, at least I'm off my uh, bad MMO kick. Yeah. I don't know how you stood on that for that long. <sighs> it was... It, I. Uh, as soon as I start rewatching and watching more anime about MMOs, I'll probably be right back on it. <laughs> the sad truth is I am simply my games that I want to play are influenced by whatever I'm experiencing in my life, like media wise. So or no, what everyone else it. is playing or something like that. I mean, I mean, I almost bought Last of Us this week because I thought I wanted to play it and then watch some gameplay. I was like, no, this just really isn't my thing. That's fair. But I, I could have if I wanted to. <laughs> and Alex, are you going to keep playing? Um, I've already forgotten. Yeah, I'm going to keep plugging on in the Outer Worlds. There you and, go. And yeah, hopefully put some more time into Trails to Azure. But I keep falling asleep too early. <laughs> I'll play I it earlier that. in the day. <laughs> yeah, but it's on my Steam Deck. All right. <laughs> That's fair. It, does it run good on the Steam Deck? Oh, yeah, it's fine. Cool. Yeah, these games don't push very hard. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it. Short show today, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else we could talk about that's relevant, but I don't think we have anything. Uh, there will be some impressions from PAX East this week. Yeah, PAX is going John on. Jans- is John Jansen's there? Uh, so let me ask you: Does any do either do either of you like watch the PAX streams that happen nowadays? Not really. I mean, it's always been streamed, but like in the past, I wouldn't watch them because I'd go. Now I don't go anymore. At I first, I watched one. Them. Go ahead. Yeah, I did the digital one. I'm probably not watching it this week because we've got the um, endurance racing for the Tony Arcade Racing League. So Ooh. I'm watching that instead. But you're not playing in it? No. Oh. I. My computer sucks, so I can't actually do those races. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't need one. Um, I there is a, some interesting non RPG news that came out this week. So th- they're doing a Sonic Origins Plus collection that includes um, all the Game Gear games. Oh, Kelly. What? No, go ahead. Yeah. Um, but but the but the big news: um, Amy Rose will be playable for the first time. Oh boy! In the official game. And, you know, that's something that ROM hackers figured out years ago, but yeah, you will officially be able to play as Amy in this new uh, version of Sonic Origins. And if and if you already have the game, it, the upgrade is only 10 bucks, which is kind of neat. Nice. But they're also bringing it out uh, physically. So Which one is Origins again? That's these. the classic collection. Oh, okay. Um, with the four Genesis games. Well, yeah, sort of. Okay. 
Monkappy in our chat really wants us to talk about Romancelvania. Romancelvania. But none of us have played it. No. That's like the half dating game, half castle Metroidvania. <laughs> yeah, Castle sorry. Troid. Say what? Castle, Castle Troid. Castle Troid. Okay, cool. <laughs> Castle Troid. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Vaughn says this just in. Good Sonic games being re-released again. <laughs> hey, at least they're good about re- uh, keeping their stuff available. Looking at you, Nintendo. <laughs> Well, uh, thanks for joining us this week. If you would like to continue to watch stuff and uh, enjoy the streams and chilling out with us, you do that over on twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Uh, I'm sure Phil and stuff will be going tonight. Um, and uh, We need a question of the week. Oh, we need a question of the week? Uh, who would you date in Romancelvania? No? No. No? Okay. Mm. What's your favorite Sonic game? I think we've asked that before. We probably have. <laughs> what character would you want playable in a classic Sonic game? Which and character only, should Sonic kiss next? Um, the only right answer to that is Big. Mm. Cla- big the cat in classic Sonic. Mm-hmm. Playable Big. Yeah, I got uh, nothing. I mean, tell me something interesting that happened at PAX East. Yeah, it was an Apex East thing. What, Anna? To you. Yeah, I know. But we need a question of the week. Anna says, what convention would you go to if you could? A gaming convention. How's that sound? Now that everything's I, got I, more I, virtual, like, what would you actually want to go to physically nowadays? I, I want to go to Tokyo Game Show. So there you go. Once. That's a good answer. Really, you just want to go back to Japan. Well, I mean, we're going back in October. Oh, I hate you. <sighs> it's for a 10-year uh, wedding anniversary. I don't care. I'm still jealous. I thought you'd be happy. I'm happy and but, wishing I could go. And celebrate with you, but also go to the cat cafe. <laughs> but, but but also, uh, it's going to be your 10-year wedding anniversary, too. Oh, it is, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Anna! It's our 10-year anniversary this year. What do you mean, yes? Like, you remembered that. What are I we going to do? Are we going to forget again? Yeah, all right. Yeah, we are going to. Our tradition is to forget our anniversary every year. Both of us. And then we realize, oh, shoot, it's our anniversary today. Uh, let's go buy stuff for each other at Best Buy. <laughs> it's like, that's the best part. <laughs> Uh, all right well i'm gonna call it thanks everybody for joining us keep watching us on uh, twitch.tv slash rpgamer subscribe to the show over on uh, podcast players of your choice and enjoy everything that uh, video games have to give to you anna's so proud she finished tactics ogre <laughs> you didn't finish you've only cheated yeah. yourself <laughs> Yeah, according to random guy on the internet, um, you didn't finish the game. She you didn't. Know, I, I want to post that everything. I beat that game so that that guy will tweet on my account, and I'll just say no. I'll, I'll never one hundred percent complete it just because you told oh, me to. Oh, stop it! Don't harass him. That's the, he's technically harassing. I know me. he is, but don't continue the cycle of violence. 
this person has enough troubles in their life. They their Twitter account is literally just 100% reposts of the person who make made tactics ogre. They've got other things and, to worry about and get through. Let's let them be. And, and, and harassing people about not completing the game. I yeah, but like that's a small percentage it seems. That was saved for Anna. Anna was special. <laughs> anyway, I'm just trying to stop the cycle of internet violence. If you'd like to stop the cycle, write in and tell us what convention you'd like to go to. That makes sense, right? No, not at all. Um, And then, um, uh, yeah, thanks for watching. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.